Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Elizabeth, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am going to be doing something kind of different today, actually totally different, and I'm going to share some background with you, but then I'm going to be sharing with you words from one of my one-on-one coaching clients. This is someone I have been working with since January of this year, and We interact daily, as I do with all of my one-on-one clients, in a shared document where they track a lot of things. Some of them treat it more like a journal than others. And one of my clients had a major mindset breakthrough this week that I was so proud of and so excited about, excited for her progress, excited for her journey, but also very excited for the way that I thought it would resonate with other people. And so... On our weekly call, I asked her if she would be comfortable with me sharing it on the podcast and with some of my other clients. And first I shared it with some of my other clients and they felt like it was as helpful and powerful as I did. And now I want to share it with you. And I'm really excited to do that because I invest a lot of time and energy into my relationships with my one-on-one clients, and I get so excited when they have a paradigm-shifting moment, because I've had many along the way. I know I will continue to, because I pay close attention to my mindset and my habits, and so this represents a real celebration for this particular client, and I'm not going to use her name, and I've removed any references to her personally, um, just to honor her privacy, but... I think it also can be a catalyst for a similar turning point for you. So she had this powerful paradigm shifting moment and I want to talk to you about it. So typically when I work with my one-on-one clients and also in my e-course on overcoming self-limiting beliefs and behaviors, we talk about identifying and pulling up your anchor, right? Whatever it is that pulls you off course or drags you down because ultimately it's not about whether or not we know what we should eat or how we should work out to reach our goals. Like most of us could, if we had to write it down on a single piece of paper, write down exactly what actions would produce results. We know full well the challenge is that we do not consistently execute. That is the challenge for the majority of us. We continuously make small exceptions or sometimes big exceptions or excuses, and then we get frustrated with ourselves for not being consistent, and we often get to this very 
negative place of how can I want this so bad? I want to lose the weight. I want to feel great about my body. How can I want something so badly yet continue to make choices that move me in the opposite direction? This is where I felt trapped for 20 plus years. I want this more than anything. I think about it all the time. I obsess about it. It upsets me. And yet faced with cookies, I put the cookies in my mouth. What the heck, right? To get permanent lasting results, to get to the end of the on again, off again struggle, the two steps forward, three steps back, we have to know what our anchor is. For some people, it's super obvious. You know, I know exactly what it is that's holding me back. And for other people, it's like, I don't really know. I mean, I talk myself up, I get really motivated, and then it's cookies, and I'm not even thinking about whether or not I should or I shouldn't. It's like I black out, and then I go overboard. And I really work hard to help my clients figure that out by really digging in to what is going on in their mind, with their thought processes, with their emotions, when they make choices that move them in the opposite direction of their goals, right? What is happening in their life? What's happening with their thoughts? When we have, say, a really great phone call and we set a goal for the week and then the very next morning they're making totally opposite choices. I encourage them to name and identify this is the key, what common arguments they use to talk themselves into a choice that is contrary to the choice that they know would help them reach their goals. So if bacon and eggs for breakfast is a choice that will help you reach your goals, what is going on when you choose the drive through the chicken biscuit or the hash browns or whatever it is? What is the thought process that makes you say, oh, it's okay just this once? And this answer is going to be different for everybody, but we all, to one degree or another, engage in this internal dialogue, this internal debate. It might happen in a matter of microseconds, and it might happen over a five or 10 minute period. It's going to be different. But we have to identify what is happening when we do that mental dance of, should I, shouldn't I, just this once, I can work it off later, I'm going to do better tomorrow, it's a crappy day, I'm tired, whatever it is. And not only is this internal debate completely exhausting, completely exhausting. It is exactly why we are not consistent. For me, it was this internal debate that was the reason I could want something so bad for 20 plus years, but always be making the wrong choices. It was this internal dialogue. Every decision was debatable. If I woke up and said, I'm going to nail it today. I'm going to make great choices. I'm going to get to the gym. And then I gave in to the vending machine or the soda or the pizza for lunch and skipped the workout because I felt really heavy and gross and nasty and decided I'd thrown the day and I was going to start fresh the next day. This is the reason that we are not consistent. And you can find out. You can pay attention to exactly what arguments work for you because even if you don't know this on a conscious level, like, gosh, how do I talk myself into the ice cream or the multiple glasses of wine or whatever it is? You know, maybe you don't know off the top of your head, but subconsciously, you know. You know how you can talk yourself into doing exactly what you want to do in the moment and your brain autopilot defaults to those arguments because your subconscious knows they work. 
And you have to identify these arguments so that this internal debate, this persuasion doesn't sneak up on you because when it sneaks up on you, it wins. When you don't know it's coming, it wins. It knows what works for you, whether it's I'm tired, I'm stressed, tomorrow will be a better day, I'm going to start fresh at the first of the month. Whatever it is that works for you, that's what you use because it works for you. And what it is, is your old self trying to keep you trapped within your comfort zone. And here's the reality. That old self loses so much power when you name it, when you know what the arguments are and you know when to expect it, it loses its power. So it was a couple of weeks ago now that I was talking to one of my one-on-one clients about what holds her back. Because we were kind of in this pattern where she would have a couple of really good weeks and then she'd have a couple of really rough days. And then she'd be frustrated with herself and wonder, why do I keep doing this? What is going on? So we were talking about that pattern and her frustration. And I wanted to help her identify just how she justifies those choices. When she's feeling really good about things, when she's seeing progress, when she feels like she's in control, what is it that switches her from that mode to give me the beer and the cookies and the cake and the Coke and whatever else? Because the truth is, when we want to make good choices and we don't, It is not because somebody tied us to a chair and started shoving Twinkies in our mouth. It's because we made the choice. So why did you make that choice? How did you justify it? What contributed to that decision? And when I was having this conversation with her, I gave her some historical examples from my own life because, like I said a few minutes ago, this was the reason I was not successful. Yes, sure, I was doing all sorts of crazy extreme diets and I was yo-yoing, but at the end of the day, the problem was I had a plan that would have worked, short-term or long-term, it would have worked, but I would give up. I would give in. I would make excuses, exceptions, and justifications, and I had to really look at how do I do that? What do I say to myself? What are those internal debates that I use? And so I shared with this client what some of mine were, and it was usually the same kind of three or four arguments, and it would go something like this. It's just this one thing. Tomorrow will be way better. If you get this out of your system, tomorrow you can eat super clean and be really, really strict. So go ahead and get it out of your system. That one worked on me all the time. Like, okay, just go crazy. You'll be better tomorrow. The reality is that was a lie. It never happened. Tomorrow would come and I'd be like, oh, I'd do the same exact argument. It's just get it out of your system tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the day that I'm going to eat everything I'm supposed to eat. I'm going to work out. And tomorrow it was just delay. It was a lie, but it was a lie that I believed. And so I gave into it. Um, The other thing was kind of the idea of you've blown the day. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like you might as well get it get it in because you're not going to make progress today anyway, because you already made terrible choices for the first half of the day. So what's the point of making good choices for the second half of the day? Right. And that would be a very common argument. And I shared with her that knowing the way I would talk myself into poor choices was a real game changer because when I was stressed or tired or hungry or emotionally, mostly in the second half of the day, I learned to expect 
Oh man, it's it's been a long day. I'm feeling frustrated. I bet you that that voice is going to pop up and say, "Just go ahead. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow you're going to eat cleaner." So I could expect them and when it, when I expected them, they had so much less power. And the other thing I shared with her is that I actually this would sound crazy if you've never been through this situation, but I'm imagining because it's resonated with so many of my clients that hopefully it'll resonate with you. Otherwise, you guys are like going to call for mental help for me, which may be very well needed. But I named that voice in my head. See, OK, so my name is Elizabeth, but growing up, I went by Betsy. In fact, my whole family still calls me Betsy. I switched to Elizabeth when I moved to North Carolina in 2001-2002, and I've been Elizabeth ever since. But Betsy is the young me. Betsy is the obese me. Betsy is scared and uncomfortable with change. And so the voice of Betsy would pop up to try and keep me in my comfort zone. And so when I could say, I know how Betsy talks. I know how Betsy is trying to hold me back. I know Betsy doesn't want me to change. Her food is her security. And so she is going to show up when you're tired. She is going to show up when you're emotional. And Betsy's going to try and talk you into everything that is Betsy. And that is not who Elizabeth is. Elizabeth is stronger. Elizabeth is determined. Elizabeth is focused. Elizabeth doesn't use food because Elizabeth has created a new life. So just know how Betsy talks, that attitude of, oh, it's just this one thing. Tomorrow you're going to be like gangbusters. Tomorrow you're going to be super clean eating and you're going to wake up motivated. And Betsy lied. She just wanted to keep me stuck. And so I had to really name that person and know how she was going to show up. So I had this conversation with my client and it was maybe if maybe two or three days later, I logged into the shared coaching document that we have and she had written an epistle. <laughs> she had written more than a page um, about identifying her inner self that is trying to hold her back. And I love, I'm like getting emotional right now thinking about it. And I hope you know who you are. I'm talking about you right now. You you know how much I love you and you know how much I love working with one-on-one -on -one clients and nothing makes me happier than to know that my struggles, my darkest days help people break through theirs. And so when I saw what she wrote, I was just so moved and I really hope you are too. So what she did was she named her younger self too, and I'm I'm just going to re refer to her as she, um, but she named her younger self as well. And then she named how her younger self, her Betsy, right, my, my younger self is Betsy, how her other self tries to keep her stuck and trapped in her poor habits that don't allow her to reach her goals. And so I am going to read to you now what my client wrote, and I'm a, I'll break in a couple of times to explain stuff and give it a little bit of context, but uh, this is what she wrote and I hope that it moves you the way that it did me. So she said, she, this younger self, has been very quiet because she knows that I am focused, motivated, and on top of my game right now. But I know her. She is in the corner just waiting for a weak moment. But what she doesn't know is that I am expecting her. And I will acknowledge her and embrace her presence. I know that she will test me, but she does not reign because my goals and my progress are more important. Instant gratification is no longer important because my achievement is my journey and my success will not come overnight. 
However, my small daily successes will soon equal my amazing progress. So she named this younger self and this self that is her anchor trying to keep her trapped in her comfort zone. And then now what I'm going to read to you is how she wrote what this younger self says when she shows up to talk her into choices that won't help her reach her goals and how she's going to respond now to that younger self to say basically, screw off, I don't want you here. So these are some of the arguments that she realized this younger self uses to talk her into these choices. And there are, let's see, there are a bunch of them. I'm going to read through. It shouldn't take too long. It says, one can of soda, one fun-sized Snicker bar, one drink, one small bag of chips, a half a piece of cake. It's not going to hurt. It's not as much as you used to eat. You're doing good. And this is her new response to that younger self. Indulgences have to be planned for and at least an eight on a scale of one to ten. One of the things that this client and I had worked with was ranking indulgences to make sure they're really worth it so you're not grabbing like a stale, gross handful of crackers you don't even enjoy. So she says indulgences have to be planned and need to be at least an eight on a one to ten scale. The best indulgence is the homemade cake at full moon. It needs to be on that level. Store-bought is no longer good enough. And then she says, when she, this younger self, shows up, talk through it before giving in. If it's not an eight, choose a healthier alternative and enjoy it. Another argument that she identified from her younger self is, you deserve it. You handled a stressful situation well. You've got it going on. And her response now is, simply recognize that a choice that goes against my goals hinders progress and what I deserve is a long, healthy, happy life where food is not a reward. When I've done something well, compliment myself and be sure if there is a reward that it's aligned with my goals and not food related. I love that one. So then she goes on another way that her younger self shows up and tries to talk her into choices that don't help her reach her goals. You're exhausted. Two slices of pizza is really not that bad. I mean, one was all veggies. It's a better choice than you would have made otherwise. You made good choices and you still have fat and carbs left for the day. This is her new response. High achievers do not use words like exhausted. I'm going to say that again because that gives me the chills. Her new response is, high achievers do not use words like exhausted. Food in the office that is not aligned with my goals is just not for me. Be okay with saying no thank you and just leave the room. Expect her to try to convince me, but walk away. And if I'm hungry, make necessary provisions. I love that. High achievers do not use words like exhausted. Another argument that her younger self uses, you'll work it off this evening when you exercise. And her new response is so classic. She says, she's lying to you because you are not consistently incorporating intentional movement into your life. This holds no value, so dismiss it immediately. Basically, she's saying, girl, you don't work out. (laughs) So that's a lie. Another one that she recognized this younger self shows up and says, You're not a morning person, so you won't be getting up early to walk or work out before work. And her new response is, I have the power to make a choice, even if it's not part of my past habits. I can create a new habit now. 
she, this younger self, does not yet know all of my capabilities. Another way this younger self shows up, it's a celebration. You deserve to have some fun. You won't overindulge. You're doing so much better with that. Her new response, celebration does not equal eat and drink whatever you want. Plan for what I can and make one good choice to start with. And then she writes, remember that feeling on that recent vacation when I made good choices and I was happy and felt empowered? Just to say you can go and enjoy yourself without overindulging. The two don't go hand in hand, even if experientially in the past they have. Another way that her younger self shows up, it's homemade. You're not going to be able to get this for a while. So just do it. Maybe just eat half. Her new response is, I know where to get the homemade cake that is so yummy. So plan for it if it's very important. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Continue to share it if I choose to indulge. So she's saying like, it's not it's not like this mystery thing that's been dropped from the sky. I know where to get it. So I don't have to feel the sense of urgency every time it shows up. And if I do go for it, share it with somebody else. All right, there's a few more here. So what? You've already overindulged. You can always make up for it later. Her new response is, little things add up. It's not worth it. And this choice hinders progress and can equal weight gain. Remind myself that in any given day, one bad choice does not mean throw away the whole day. I can totally relate to that one. I used to do that all the time. Like, oh, I've kind of already dropped the ball, so screw the whole day. All right, the next one she has here is, your poor choices only affect you. You can always do better tomorrow. And she has a reminder here, Stop and do a self-check of my mood and interactions because my choices do affect myself and they also affect everyone around me. I love that because it's not just, oh, I can eat whatever I want. It's not like I'm hurting anybody. Really? Are you sure about that? How do you interact with others when you feel so bad about yourself? Of course it impacts the people around you. One of the other ways that she noticed her younger self shows up is, You don't have enough time, right? Whether it's you don't have enough time to track, you don't have enough time to pay attention to your biofeedback, you don't have enough time to get enough sleep, you don't have enough time to eat healthy, you don't have enough time to work out. And she says, I already have a basic plan as to how to do these things consistently and give them the attention they deserve. I have already been successful in this and I've proven that it works and delivers progress. So there is time. I've proven that. That's bunk. It's a lie. It's not true. And then the other the other one she says is, <laughs> I love this, you're in better health than the people you work with, so go ahead and eat it. So what? You're doing well. And her response here, her new response is very simple. That has nothing to do with me. Give this absolutely no power at all. I love this. So one of the things that I did when I when I read this after I asked her for her permission, I shared it with a couple of my other one-on-one clients. And I wanted to share with you a response from one woman that I'm working with and also a response from a man that I'm working with because I think this is genderless. We all have this internal dialogue that can threaten to hold us back. So one of my clients wrote, I think she's in my head. (laughs) Wow. It's so powerful to think that there's another voice within you that's waiting to sabotage you at a weak moment and give it a name and separate yourself. 
And then she says, I was talking to you about that, meaning she was talking to me about it. I was talking to you about that last week. So many of the things I said to you, I didn't even mean. That saboteur person moves in so fast and acts so fast, you don't even realize what hit you or how long you've been possessed. (laughs) This is so true. And when you finally get the courage to stop, You feel like you were inside a tornado for God knows how long, and it sucked all your energy away. Thank you, and thank her for sharing. So I think that's so powerful. Like, it sneaks in so fast, and you kind of don't know what happened. Like, wait a second, I was just so motivated, and now I feel like a train wreck. And you are a train wreck because you let this other person start dictating your decisions. And then from one of my male clients, he says, I can't tell you how much I loved and needed this. Her words and advice to herself are very powerful and the voice in her head sounds all too familiar. Your words also moved me very much. How you gave your voice a name and learned to anticipate her to take away her power. I have my own Betsy coaching me to backslide. I have yet to name him, but he's here offering excuses. I have to decide that my past failures don't define me, that he isn't me. I like, and then he says, much to comp- much to contemplate, more to follow. Thanks for the hope. And I just, I, I love that. I love that. I have to decide that my past failures don't define me, that he isn't me, that she isn't me, that I have more power than this voice in my head threatening to hold me back. I have chills right now. Like, I really want your feedback on this episode and this sharing because I want to know if this lands with you the way that it did with me, the way that it has with some of my clients. From a practical implementation standpoint, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes, track, write things down. You have to pay attention. The easiest way to begin to identify these conversations and what this is for you, because you have to identify them. You can't just say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to really pay attention. No, you need to know how you talk yourself into these choices, how you drag yourself off course, what your anchor is. You have to do the work. And tracking is a powerful, powerful, powerful way to do that. Notice trends. If you make a poor choice, kind of look at where was I? What time of day was it? How much sleep did I get the night before? The more detailed you are, the more completely you'll identify what's going on. If you were at the grocery store and you stood there in the cookie aisle and you were like, I know I really shouldn't, but I mean, they're right here. How did you choose? What was it that you used to talk yourself into reaching out, grabbing the cookies, putting them in the cart and opening them up on the drive home? Really be an observer of your thoughts. That is so, so, so powerful. And that is the bulk of what I put together the course on emotional eating and overcoming self-limiting behaviors for. Because if you don't do the mindset work, you can have the best plan in the world. You can know exactly what you should eat for fat loss. You can know, you can find out from the foremost experts in the world the best fitness for fat loss, and it doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter if you are not tuned into the way you talk yourself out of it. You can talk yourself into anything when you're motivated. The problem is how you talk yourself out of it when you're not. And so that course, I really think, is a game changer for practicing this on a daily basis because it's not enough to be like, 
oh my gosh, that's so cool. I do this too. Great, fantastic. That's a good first step. Now, what are you going to do about it to change the behavior? And for some of you, this is all you need. And that's awesome. And you'll start tracking and you'll start paying attention and you'll anticipate that voice to give it less power and you'll write a new response that you're going to have to practice. That's the key. You're going to have to write a new response and then practice it every time that situation arises. You can't just then go into the grocery store and stand in front of the same cookies and be like, oh, there's that argument again. Hmm, cookies and put them in the cart. It's practice. Okay, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this argument was going to come up of, oh, just this once and I'll buy the smaller bag or I'll just have two and then I'll throw them away. Whatever it is, call that voice a liar and move on. That practice is imperative. And if you feel like you need a little bit more detailed help, a little bit more coaching, a little bit more practical application, consider the course on overcoming emotional eating. Because like I said, if you want progress, you got to recognize that in 99% of the cases, it has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with food and it has nothing to do with fitness. It has to do with what's between your ears, your self-talk, your beliefs, and that self that is trying to keep you trapped in your comfort zone. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to link to a blog post that I wrote on how to track, what to track, templates I use, etc. over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. And I'm also going to link to the course on overcoming self-limiting behaviors and emotional eating. So there's that as well. Uh, there's a couple of coupon codes you can use for that. You can use JOIN, J-O-I-N, or you can use 100, 100, uh, so that you can get some savings and you have lifetime access to that course. I go through the modules probably a good few times a month because I just need reminders and it's important to me. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Let me first say, I had one of the most challenging workouts of my entire life yesterday. It was insane. So I had two cups of Bulletproof coffee with collagen before my workout. I was feeling kind of anxious about the workout because I knew it was going to be hard. Post-workout, I was so tired that I had no appetite, but a couple hours later, hunger hit with a vengeance. I was ravenously hungry all day yesterday. So I had three cups of Brussels sprouts with two eggs and a slice of bacon. I had an early dinner just two or three hours later. Two strips of bacon. (laughs) More bacon. Brought to you by bacon. Two strips of bacon. Two small bison burgers, probably the size of a large single burger, um, without the bun, of course. And another cup and a half of Brussels sprouts that I grilled with some MCT oil. And then uh, later in the night, I just needed more food. So I took a quarter cup. Well, actually, it was probably, um, how does that work? I don't know, round about a quarter of a cup of uh, heavy cream, hormone-free heavy cream that I whipped with some vanilla extract and chocolate protein powder because I wanted something sweet. And like I said, I was ravenously hungry. I, the reason I hesitated there because I was like, Was it a quarter of a cup at the start or at the finish? I don't know. Whatever. It was about a quarter of a cup one way or the other. And I ate that and it was a delectable dessert and I was happy and now I am sore. So I am going to go massage my muscles and do some work and I will see you back in a couple of days with another episode. But please do let me know if this was helpful to you. I would really love to hear that from you. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like.